I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm your radio, radio show! Hello and welcome to the Nine Nine podcast. We are back with uh, the original lineup. Oh, it gee. is myself, Niall, and Andrea Cleary. Hello, hello, welcome back. Happy New Year to Happy you. Happy New Year on, on this air. the twenty second of January. Even though I've seen you a couple times, I have. Yeah, yeah. I um, beat I beat you in a quiz. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you defected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor Sean. <laughs> traitor <laughs> it was a good time <laughs> very good and uh, we had a yeah we had a music quiz very good fun mm-hmm. there was another nine team and i wasn't on it <laughs> yeah less said about that the better <laughs> like i said defector happy new year <laughs> <laughs> so um, why weren't you here last week now uh i wasn't here last week because i was off getting my new music on for the start of the year so uh, I realized every three, every four years, uh, it's like a World Cup of new music for me, except for it's a European Cup, probably. Uh, I go to Eurosonic in Groningen, in Groningen, in the Netherlands, which is two hours north of Amsterdam. It is a great uh, new music festival, all European bands. Um, and what's particularly interesting about it, because whereas a lot of the other showcase festivals like the Great Escape and stuff like that, um, are there for people to do deals and, you know, see bands and make things happen, uh, get tours and stuff like that. So what's really good about the festival is that because it's European Union funded um, and a lot of festival bookers and uh, promoters, um, they're actually given a grant to book artists who play this festival and put them on their own lineups and bring them to their countries. Um, the idea is that it spreads music around Europe and makes us all more connected, all that kind of stuff. Uh, what I also like about it is that it is all European music, so you kind of get to see what's going on around the rest of Europe. So um, I went to see some Ukrainian hip-hop, um, um, which was okay. <laughs> I didn't see, like, I saw a couple of different things. But um, again, it's like all those festivals. There's loads of things you want to see. Big schedule, 
then you don't get to see everything you want. Um, but Is I had there a great... one band or artist that there's stuck two out for you? Two. I'm going to play a little bit of music for you. And before we get there, um, I saw a couple of things uh, that were interesting. Um, saw JFDR again from Iceland, uh, Joff Reader, Joff Reader. Um, saw a couple of, uh, there was 12 Irish bands there, 12. Um, Lancome, uh, Alex Goff, uh, Silverbacks, um, Junior Brother. He was one of my favorites, actually. Uh, happened. He happened to be on at a really good time for me to go see him. And I just really enjoyed it. And it was kind of interesting to watch. Um, a man singing about Castle Bridge in a very strange, idiosyncratic way um, for a lot of Europeans who seem to get it, which is great. I'd say, I'd say they would. It's, yeah, like uh, it's good. It's good music. And uh, he's he's an interesting artist. And uh, F- folk music is kind of, it transcends yeah. kind of borders, certainly within Europe. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and then a couple of things I didn't really enjoy, but sure, we don't want to talk about them. Sure. Um, band called Sorry from the UK. They already apologize in advance. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, there was yeah. There was, I always find a lot of that stuff with the UK bands as well. They can be a bit like um, hit or miss, mm. but I'm sure that can happen from every country, especially when they're buzzed about. I wonder um, will they be at the next Eurosonic Festival? Will they be at the next one? U- UK bands. Oh, if it's see, your, this if is something we I asked Union about. Book. Apparently, they will be, but they may not be uh, eligible for the grants. Perhaps right because they won't be in Europe. So yeah, this is the real problem with Brexit. No one's this thinking is, about yeah. it. Sorry, and <laughs> other bands uh, like there was them. like Arlo Parks was there. Joy Crooks uh, was there as well. Band from uh, Bristol, kind of industrial techno band called Scalping were there. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I think as far as I know, I meant to look that up actually, mm. and that's a thanks for the reminder because I did when I got to the airport. I was like, I said it to somebody because there was loads of Irish uh, industry went over. Yeah, and there was lots of meetups and stuff like that, and it's a great place to talk and meet people. Um, and yeah, it was something that occurred to me. I was like, what's going to happen yeah, to the UK right. bands? What's happening? But actually, one of the things, one of the bands I did see there uh, were a UK band, and they are a bit buzzed about, but uh, you might be familiar with a, a a label from the UK called Speedy Underground. Um, they have uh, released a lot of really good stuff in the last couple of years. Like, if I can remember who Speedy Underground have released, they, they do a lot of like one inch, sorry, they do a lot of uh, seven-inch singles and uh, uh, one-inch tiny singles. Uh, very small. Like those little tiny <laughs> Just like, pizza sweets. Yeah, 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 like penny sweets. Um, so, yeah, they've always released, like, really interesting music. They had the likes of uh, Black Midi and Natasha Khan, K-Tempest, a band called Squid who played there, and Loyal Karner have been released on that label. And their latest uh, band that uh, the producer and uh, label owner, uh, Dan Carey, um, has produced are called Black Country New Road. Very interesting young band. Um, they kind of they're from Cambridge, mm-hmm. and there's seven of them, and it's kind of like a free jazz, post punk, post rock hybrid of a thing. That sounds like my kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like they have one song called Sunglasses that's uh kind of has c- lyrics about Kanye and Richard Hell. And uh, kind of twists and turns in the way that like most post rock music does, but um, has vocals, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just really liked it, and uh, I thought they were really good. I only uh, caught the last two songs because I couldn't get in for a lot of it. Um, but and then they did a ten minute song about being a re- in a relationship with Charlie XCX, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, it was it was just really good. They were young, and they had an individual sound, a bit divisive from some people, but I thought they were brilliant. So I'm going to play just a quick uh, bit of uh, this from Black Country New Road. This is Sunglasses from them.
invincible in these sunglasses. I am the Fonz, I am the Jack of Hearts. I am looking at you and you cannot tell I am more than the sum of my parts. I'm looking at you with my best eyes and I wish you could tell I wish all my kids would stop dressing up like Richard Hell I am locked away in a high-tech wraparound translucent blue tinted fortress And you cannot fucking touch me I am invincible in these sunglasses Cars are going beep 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 And there are so many roadmen on this street And you cannot tell that I'm scared. I am invincible in these sunglasses. Besides his uh, sunglasses from Black Country New Road, thought they were really good. Definitely one of the highlights of my festival and uh, really enjoyed that. It's still playing. Yes, thank you. I like that. There's yeah. something of kind of cake or pavement or something. Oh, yeah, cake. There. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does kind of. I, I, I still fly the flag of that band. Do you? Yeah, I still maintain they're brilliant. <laughs> Very good. But there is, there's that kind of like. Um, tongue-in-cheek playfulness there yeah. yeah i really like that sound actually i'm gonna yeah, i'm definitely interesting. gonna check them and out it's, a really, like, it's eight it's nine minutes long that song yeah and it twists and turns and it's really interesting and I'm, i think very interesting band yeah very interesting so the other thing i saw which i knew i would kind of love because i knew i was a fan already is charlotte adigiri who is a belgian caribbean french artist um who's released music on soul Wax's label before and uh, i've always I, I know i'm a fan um uh, friend of the pod, um, Disco Naivete, uh, Yari Van Hagen is uh, the manager of the band, so I became aware of her through that as well. Um, and it was one of those, like, I'm I'm camping out here, Georgia was on at the same time, but I really wanted to see Charlotte Didgery, and she did not disappoint. Um, she had a producer on stage, it was very much like... Um, heavy synths and kind of hypnotic stuff, uh, very uh, minimal kind of effective visuals as well. She's great. She's really, really, really good and cool. um, very interesting artist and probably the best single set I saw all week. Um, awesome. So this is a sound, the sound of Charlotte Adigiri. I tend to change my hair too much. It has become my ruination. My French, he keeps on Charlotte Adigiri and uh, that was one of my highlights from Eurosonic. Uh, yeah, I just really enjoy going there and uh, it's a lovely time of year to go and see some new music. Um, it's very, um, it's just a great place to like, you know, we spent the last month in December talking about end of year stuff mm -hmm. and like I enjoy that process as well but by the time you get to it you're finished. Like we were talking about doing albums of the decade posts and stuff like that and I'm just like as yeah. soon as January hits you're like I'm ready to move on, I'm ready to look forward and going to something like uh, Eurosonic when um, the music industry and music is quite quiet is a really good thing because you just come back energized with loads of new music and loads of new acts that you've never seen before. Mm. 
and just like ready for the year ahead. And I think probably a lot of artists are pretty energized as well after mm. after having the little bit of a break during the two weeks or so where there's not really that much gigs going totally, on. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good time Studios are shut down and stuff and may- maybe people were writing over the break and stuff. So I feel like everybody in January and especially coming into a new decade is just kind of refreshed and ready for like new sounds and new stuff to happen yeah. so it's a per- perfect time of year to do yeah like so that. i just really yeah. enjoyed it there was another band i saw who i really enjoyed who i won't play anything from but um there are have an album out in february on sub pop called the homesick okay they're actually a dutch band there's very few uh, dutch brands that break through traditionally over the years uh, mm-hmm. i think it's been 20 something years that's been gone um but great place great great place to go um easy to get to i yeah. flew home on saturday i left at 6 30 a.m and got home at 4 p.m., uh, slept for two hours, went to a friend's birthday, went to a gig, then we did Lumo, yeah. and I realized by the time I got home, I was up like nearly 24 hours. Oh, <laughs> I was God. Like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, so actually, it was, it was. Uh, I knew that was coming at the end of it all. Sure. So I was like, yeah, I can do this. But that's kind of it, really. We don't really have any other news to discuss. Uh, generally speaking, we'll have loads more to discuss, including the Grammys next week. Yes, Grammys um, are this Sunday night, if you're interested in watching it staying up all that kind of stuff if not find out who won on monday morning like the rest of us who exactly. value our sleep <laughs> yeah, i don't think i'd stay up and watch the grammys now. Uh, i might stay up and watch a bit I, is it shown even on tv here um it usually is I, I couldn't tell you where now but i have watched at least the first half of it for the past few years so okay. I'm, I'm not sure where you'd actually stream it legally or anything but i'm sure you can get streams online okay cool mm. yeah um and i'm sure there's a lot more festival announcements going to come out very soon as well all that yeah, kind of stuff. All that stuff i'm just really enjoying being able to focus on what's happening in front of my head and and in front of my face and uh i'm not going to many gigs at the moment because there's not that much on the only thing i would say i was just i kind of wish that uh the wheelands wants to watch thing wasn't clashing with eurosonic because there was a lot of new bands there i would have loved to see and you don't often get the opportunity to see that many um, new Irish bands in one go. So that was my only like, oh, it would have been nice to see some of those. But um, sure, look, you can't have it all. You can't. But you know what it is time for? Um, What's it time for It's uh, our new regular segment, um, which is called Reasons to be Cheerful. We won't get back into bed, thanks, but uh, I forgot to play the actual chorus there. That's uh, okay. That's okay. So, reasons to be you cheerful. Are, are yeah. reasons to be positive in this mental world that we live in, um, where uh, we don't want to vote in Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael again, and your kind of feels like your country is at the opposite of what you think, you know. So, to bring some positives into the equation... Uh, Dre, what are you feeling uh, cheerful about? Uh, my reason to be cheerful is sort of double this week. Um, a double. So, in in a a personal capacity, I went and used the Dunleary Library for the first time this week to go and do some writing. If you don't know about it, the Dunleary right. Lexicon oh, Library is huge. like huge, lovely, so stunning, such a creative space, like so so wonderful. On the same day. Radiohead released the Radiohead Public Library. So it just felt like it was... Libraries everywhere. It was just all coming into one. And I have to say, I've had a lot of libraries fun. Libraries coming out of your libraries. Libraries on libraries. I've had a lot, a lot of fun 
just going through everything that they've released. So basically, the band said uh, on Twitter, Radiohead.com has always been infuriatingly uninformative (laughs) and unpredictable. We have now predictably made it incredibly informative. So basically what that means is that they have uploaded uh, like pretty much everything around all of their previous releases. So that's, um, it's their, their nine albums, their music videos, their live TV performances, artwork, their waste newsletter series. And you can also see their like very, very strange previous iterations of the website. So it's a lot, a lot of fun. So you can create a downloadable library card that has a QR code. Um, and you can go and just kind of explore the history of this band's work because it's not just studio albums that they've done. Like Radiohead fans will kind of, everybody has their favorite version of a song or like, oh, you got to hear this, this version, this, this live version that they played one time in Mm. like Krakow or like, you know, all, all of these things are now kind of in one centralized place and it would take a really long time to go through it all. But, um, it's it's been a lot of fun. I've been just kind of nerding. Right. I wonder if they hired uh, like it's kind of like the perfect thing. There was always good Radiohead fan sites. They probably hired somebody who was involved in those to do. Yeah, it. I'd say so. You know, like what a dream job. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> be like, surprised. You if, help us like, put this archive together. He's like, yes, I know everything you do. Yeah, the they're they're subreddit. Fan. They're like or Reddit subreddit is like one of the most kind of up-to-date and informative subreddits that I still follow like anyone in the band sneezes and it's up there straight away like their their fans are incredible um at making sure people have access to everything so I'd say when this came along it was like oh my god my mind is blown for all those guys which is yeah it's really really cool um and that's my reason to be cheerful also Join your local library. It's it's not, it, I mean, it's books and books are great. But did you know you can de- download books and rent them out on your Kindle? Yes, because... You can get audiobooks? Actually, yes. Um, my granny is 93 and she can't read anymore. And mm. we get audiobooks for yeah, her audio from the books. library. You can get the newspaper. You can go to art classes. There's so much There's to a, do. One of them just installed a podcast studio, right? Yeah. Right? You can do a podcast. Stunning. And when I was there, there were two exhibitions on. And not like, you know. Not Mickey Mouse stuff. These were proper exhibitions. Like, just join your local library. It's a good place to be. Very good. (laughs) Nice. That's my my manifesto. (laughs) Reason to be cheerful indeed. Yeah. So my reason to be cheerful is less noble, but uh, very rewarding in a a different way. Um, You... Maybe familiar with the Instagram page Catatonic Youths? Are you? Do you know it? No. It's basically a litany of cringe in the form of bad music videos and songs, um, all edited into one-minute segments um, from the original songs, just to give you the proper flavor of it. It is so funny. Um, <coughs> I I sent Luke down a a, a hole today uh, where he just watched Catatonic Youth videos for about an hour, and then he was like, "Here's here's my ten favorites," and he put a, a thing up on the site about it. Amazing! <laughs> I was just about to say somebody should compile yeah. the best ones. I Amazing. mean, there's so many. There's one every day, but they're so. Like, what's the? They could be like really bad grunge videos, really bad like uh, songs. One one of them is. 
a montage of uh, which is quite disturbing actually so janet jackson during her live shows brings people men up on stage and like does a sexy dance around them mm-hmm. but there's a couple of situations where super fans have been brought up and they've gone overboard with like they they're like kind of like it's like she's a dominatrix and she's they're like pegged in and held back yeah but these guys vocally go to town on her it's weird it's kind of disturbing but it's i'd say there's also a lot of like it's like oh my god i love this please stop please stop weird i say there's a lot of early 2000s like post-punk or like fair bit of that emo Yeah. yeah One of the other funny ones is a really funny cover of Depeche Mode. Like sometimes you're just bad. I'm gonna play something for you to indicate uh, what okay. kind of what kind is of vibe. It a video? Do I need to? Watch uh, no, it? it's just the audio because okay. you get the impression. I'm gonna set the scene for you. Um, here's what happens at a Shakira concert when uh, the singer sings out a girl in the crowd to sing along to what she's singing to. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yeah, so it's that kind of thing. Oh, no. My biggest fear is somebody putting a microphone to my face at a concert. <laughs> and just be like, yeah. I, I'm 100% confident that that's what I would sound like. Oh, no. So that's What did Shakira do? Like, um, you can kind of see her eyes widen at the same time and yeah. she's like slowly pulls back. I feel, I, I think there's a video of a similar thing happening with Beyonce. I must Yeah, I'll, I've definitely I'll seen a Beyonce one and, recently. Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, but it's very funny. It's just like, you need a quick... Uh, laughter hit in your day go and watch something uh, on catatonic youths and you'll Great. be uh, given uh, your just rewards in return so yeah that's uh, my reason to be cheerful this week uh, so we're going to move on to songs of the week now it is uh, our first song is from Empress of it is called Call Me and it sounds like this So that is Empress Of, the song is called Call Me. Um, it is actually the first of two songs from this soundtrack uh, from the film The Turning that we're going to feature this week. reason is because um, the soundtrack features a lot of interesting artists. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. I guess the thing about the film, first of all, is it's called The Turning. It is directed by Floria Sigismondi, who you may know from back in the day, directed music videos for like the Smashing Pumpkins, Marilyn Manson, Rihanna, Sigaros, and many, many more. Um, she's kind of considered an avant-gardist, is what she calls herself, or somebody's called her. Uh, the film stars Finn Wolfhart of Stranger Things, and is an adaptation of Henry James' The Turn of the Screw. Now, we've had, uh, we've talked about Lorelai Rodriguez' music in recently, as 2018 to last year as last well. year. We'll see her last year yeah um and uh, she is one of my favorite voices in music she had an album out uh, in 2018 called us um and this song is a bittersweet song to me it feels like a 
a closing title act feel, mm-hmm. which turns out is the intention. Ah. Uh, it was written with the soundtrack producers Lawrence and Eves uh, Rotman. And uh, uh, Rodriguez says, I had the idea of writing something that was dreamy and processional, the movie Swan Song. So I was like, oh, yeah, there we go. Um, I just love listening to her voice. So Me too. I'm, I'm into it. I'm into the song. I really like this. It's kind of woozy and shimmering. Um, the opening chords, which we didn't hear there, are just straight off Purple Rain, which I do not hate at all. Um, and it owes a lot to a kind of an eight, late 80s, early 90s kind of synth sound or aesthetic. Um, it's definitely different to what we've heard from her in the past, but I suppose that that's going to come with soundtracking. But um, I, I think it's it's really, really strong. And this, this soundtrack just kind of, like I heard the Mitski track first. Oh, sorry, spoiler. We're going to talk about the Mitski track in a few minutes. And I was like, what is this soundtrack? There's like, who's on it? Um, Soccer Mommy, Warpaint, Vagabond, yeah. Alice Glass, formerly of Crystal Castles, Kali Ukas. Yeah. Um, all, Those people. All women artists as well, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's why I was kind of trying to contextualize how it made sense to me that somebody who used to direct music videos would be interested in uh, getting a really good soundtrack. Uh, Definitely. Together. Yeah. I've um, no idea what the, I haven't watched the trailer for the film or anything. It's out in the 24th. So yeah, it's out Friday, this Friday. So. Uh, so is the soundtrack as well, actually. And it's a horror film. It's a drama thriller. Mm. Horror. Horror. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll go see it just to check out how the soundtrack kind of works within it because there's some decent there's a lot of very very strong names in there so there is indeed yes um so will we play the mitski song so this is the second track this week that we're going to feature from this soundtrack not that it was slim pickings or anything we just ended up picking two yeah that happened to be some of the same soundtrack so and these both came out this week this is mitski and cop car As Mitski, that song is caustic and heavy. It is, right? I, uh, I really, really like it. Um, on edge. So this is the sixth single that's been released from the soundtrack. And it's, I think, so Lawrence Rothman, who is the soundtrack producer, said about this uh, contribution, there's a pinnacle scene where Kate's mind, I assume Kate is our protagonist, starts to unravel while she's in her car and we needed a cinematic but grunge influenced song shadowing the scene. Reached out to Misky to see if she wanted to get involved uh, as Flory and I had a feeling she would deliver a song that was guitar based but cinematic. Cop Car went beyond what we imagined and we were ecstatic when she sent it to us. Um, I, I think it's really great. It's really grungy, really kind of, I, I do think it taps into like a, a, a mind unraveling and I felt that way before I read that quote so I was like yeah okay she's kind of hit the nail on the head there I think the lyrics are really kind of dark and spooky and I preemptively like, I preemptively blocked all exits so I will burn in this movie theater right yeah closing and I, I love her delivery of that line as well it's it's really really strong really great and I mean this comes after 
she released like her very, very critically acclaimed album, Be the, uh, Be the Cowboy in 2018. But also this is her first music since she said that she was going to take a break from music, specifically touring, but basically just kind of take a break from music. So, so I was so surprised and happy to see that we had new Mitski in the world, even if it is on a, on a soundtrack. And I think this is really, really, really strong from her. Um, I won't go back to this much because of its unease. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's so not a comfortable into place it. to st- to spend time. Sure. I don't think. Um, but yeah, it's very foreboding, and that kind of makes. If sense you heard it in me. October, I think you might be all over it. Maybe it might be the time of year you're like, no, I'm not into. Yeah, it's a bit this like much dark Halloweeny. <laughs> yeah, Halloweeny. Sure. Um, <laughs> spicy. Pumpkin spiced. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay, that's Mitski Kopkar. Our third song this week is from Orla Gartland and it is called Heavy. And I've been running over all the things that I will never say to you. Like how I just want to hang with you and watch grand designs. And I've been trying to train my mind to put you in another cat. But it's still not coming naturally After all this time So tell me Why this has to be So heavy Tell me Why this has to be Cause I really thought that we'd be cool Some exception to the that is Orla Gartland, a uh, song is called Heavy. Um, she is a Dublin artist who's based in London who's been releasing a procession of kind of... Um, what I like about Orla Gartland's music is that it's very accessible pop music, but it always feels like it's authentically her and um, the craft is always there, the songwriting is always there for me, and which can often be lacking in uh, some of the sphere of music and uh, especially in somebody who writes kind of bright, you know, generally acoustic but not totally acoustic uh, music um i really like what she's done in the last couple of years especially um i love there's a lot of choice lines in this that i that resonated in terms of like obviously it's about you know i just want to hang with you and watch grand designs like little like details like that i'll never see that dog again you know when you're broken up with somebody and you're like oh i won't ever see that dog again the little details you know you're in every stripy t-shirt that I own, stuff like that. So I just think it's a really great song. Um, it is, like I said, I think she walks that very fine line of uh, really nice, accessible pop music and singer-songwriter music. And uh, I'm totally into this. Yeah, Orla Gar- Garland is a funny one for me. Um, I didn't take to her immediately. And then I went to see her with a good friend of mine who basically dragged me to the show and was like no you need to come so that you can get it and I went and I got it and I had a really really great time at the show and listening to this I think I think maybe my issue with Orla Gartland while I think that she's a very good songwriter she does walk a line between accessibility and relatability and sometimes a little bit a little bit twee for me um so like the grand designs lyric in this was maybe just she maybe just stumbled over the line there for me a little <laughs> bit um what, i would have sold it what tv show would have sold it? um i don't know like the sopranos <laughs> i don't know it's just it's that kind of and i've i've no doubt that it is authentic it's just that when it's like when it's in when it's in a song that's 
kind of produced with such a light hand. I I, I feel like this, I would have loved if this track was a bit more heavy, if you will. Uh, (laughs) If she had a bit of synth in there, if she had some drums in there, if she just had a bigger sound on this track, because I definitely think the melody is there. I think the chorus is lovely. I think the, like the... It does swell towards the end more, but you think it, it, it could it, do it more. It does, but I wish it was kind of there from the off. I feel like there's a, a lot of times in her sound, I feel like she is tiptoeing around something big. Um, like, I, I like her music when it's a little bit, when it has a little bit more bombast in it. Um, but this, I it's not that I don't like the song. It just does veer towards that twee that does kind of... I, can, I understand what sometimes. you mean. Maybe it feels a bit safe sometimes. But, yeah. um, but I would say in, in Orla's hands, as opposed to somebody else, this is... Uh, a win because yeah. I think if somebody else sang it, I probably wouldn't be as interested. I think that's that's a good point because she's so kind of naturally charming. Uh, like especially when you see her live, she's just exudes charm. Like she's very very likable, and she's got a lovely voice. Um, but yeah, it's just it's 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 more uh, my an issue with that kind of style and genre for me mm, sure. than just yeah, yeah. Orla. She's definitely the best of it, in mm. my opinion. Yeah. Okay. So that's Orla Gartland. The song is called Heavy. Uh, Dre would prefer it heavier, please. Um, yes, please. <laughs> our, our last song of the week is from Thundercat featuring Steve Lacey, Steve Arrington, and uh, it is called Black Qualls. And it sounds like this. <laughs> As Thundercat uh, featuring a try well a try and vary of funk going on here pretty much with um, Thundercat and uh, I'll turn that off um, Thundercat uh, joined by the internet Steve Lacey and Steve Arrington who um, is familiar to me from I just sing he's singer and drummer with a seventies band called Slave and I have one of his seven inches solo seven inches that's why I was like where is that a name from so that's him it also sounds like Steve Harrington yes. who is a character in Stranger Things oh but not that guy. Not that guy. Different guy. He does have an album. Different good. guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, he does. What's, what's his artist's name called again? Um, Put you on the spot. DJO? DJO? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think so. You yeah. It. It's, it. it is a criminally underrated album. Have you yeah, listened I must, to it? No, I must listen to that now. Do, do. You'll like it. Loads of synth. I know. You told me about it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Anyway, give it a go. this though. <laughs> yeah, so Thundercat, this is his first uh, new track since uh, 2018's album Drunk. Um, quite an uh, exclamation mark, I think it had it at the end of it. Um, drunk. Drunk. I'm drunk. And then he had a remix album, like a chop and screw album called Drank, which kind of makes sense. It was like, drank. did you pick that for that reason? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I liked Undercat. Um, it's always a bit charmingly, like, it's funny, you mentioned like, this is like twee funk almost. Like, it's like a <laughs> yeah. little bit like, 
all over the place. And then like his vocal delivery sometimes is a bit like, ooh, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. And, like, and then there's three voices on this. Like we heard probably the Steve Arrington bit, I think there. Um, and then into Thundercat part. And sometimes this I feel time. like he's still figuring out his vocals a bit, mm. his melodies and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's like jazz and funk bass. So it's like... You can kind of get away with it. Yeah, I think it, it kind of wraps itself up in the middle. Like it, it, there's moments in it where it sounds like you might have two tabs open at once and you've got two <laughs> yeah, songs I, playing at once. I literally thought that's what was happening yeah, there. I was um, like, but yeah, I, I think it's really cool. I like the guitar in it. I like all the vocal work in it. I think it's a cool funk sound and I'm into it. There's not much not to like here for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Donegal is at his best when he's using his bass, slapping that bass on. Mm-hmm. When he's doing that, then he's uh, he's doing really he's well. He's having a good time. Yeah, he's having a good time. So presumably there's more music coming from him. Um, you know, he did a song with Michael McDonald. And who else did he do it with? I, no, it wasn't Kenny. No, it wasn't Kenny Rogers, Kenny G, was it? No, it wasn't Kenny. It, oh, it was one of those singers. One of Michael like McDonald a country era. singer? <sighs> who was it? Willie Nelson? No, it was... Um, hold on. I'm just gonna just gonna Google it here now, lads. One second. Michael McDonald and Thundercat, and it was Kenny Loggins. I knew I had Kenny in Kenny Loggins. Yeah, Footloose, Kenny Loggins. Okay. Okay. So that's our songs of the week for this week. <laughs> Thank you for holding on while I Google something. Sorry about that. Uh, I'll try and be more professional next week. Um, our album of the week is from uh, a posthumous release from uh, Mac Miller, his final studio album, his sixth and final studio album. Uh, Mac Miller, of course, you will know, is a singer and rapper um, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who died from an accidental drug overdose at the age of 26 in uh, late 2018, just a, a month after his last album, Swimming was released um and this album is called circles and it is a companion piece um to swimming so gonna play a bit of a song from the, the lead single actually from the album circles this is a uh, good news so tired of being so tired well, i gotta build something beautiful just to go set it on fire Good news, the lead single from the posthumous album from Mac Miller. Um, I think overall, more context for this is probably needed. Um, he was working on this at the time of his death. It was pretty much finished by the sound of it. So in terms of uh, posthumous album, it's just probably about the best you can get in terms of it doesn't feel like a cash-in or any other reason it was done. 
the family actually asked the producer, John Bryan, who you will know from uh, scores for Turtle Sunshine, The Spot is Mine, Lady Bird, and many others, and production credits for albums from Fiona Apple, Beyonce, Kanye, and Frank Ocean's Blonde. He worked as well. with Elliot Smith a lot as Did well. Did a lot of stuff. He's, yeah. he's a very rich discography. Yeah. Um, he's, but, he's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm a really, really big John Bryan fan. And it's funny that, like, isn't there a song um, uh, from Beck on the Eternal Sunshine? Everybody's got to learn something. Yeah. This, there's a lot of this album that reminds me of that. Hmm. That kind of vibe. And a lot yeah. of it reminds me of Beck's Sea Change. And I guess for a lot of people, like thinking of Mac Miller, you're like, you, you started out as like a kind of almost party bro rapper and then slowly grew up and started to incorporate different things. And really at the end of his career here, we're talking about an album that is really light, really... Um, emotional very intimate very little rap on it there's probably about like two songs that have rap uh verses on it and mostly just him um singing or uh in various styles whether it's like groggily um mumbling kind of smoked up as if he's just woken up and gone on the mic and started like talking um and i think it's it was kind of eye-opening to me because i think my the first time I heard a Mac Miller song I really liked was 2016 when he did um, Dang, that song with Anderson Pack, And I was like, oh, wow, I like that song. And then Swimming uh, had its moments for me. But I think I'm just really into this. And I'm just, it's so sad to listen to as well. Because all of it's about, you know, um, a guy looking after his mental health and like trying to be positive and all that and trying to like pass that on as well. And you're like died of an accidental overdose a month later I like after releasing the album this was basically done it's a heartbreaker of an album yeah I think posthumous releases are really difficult to um I mean like music music doesn't ever exist in a vacuum there is no music for music's sake um but posthumous re- releases in particular are difficult because there is the issue of why it's being released what purpose does it have in this it, it like you said it's it's so easy to understand why it's important for this to be put out it was nearly finished and there's just so much damn hope on this album that it is heartbreaking it really really is i mean it's so there's moments that are just so poignant and I mean on good news there which I think is the first great song we've had this year I think that's the first I song I've heard agree with you. yeah I think yeah it's the, one. it's the first I've heard that I'm pretty confident will probably be on my end of year list and it's like you know January <laughs> um but I mean I think there's there's so much to dive into on this uh on the record like, like you said it isn't a rap album like there. There are melodies for days on this, like, and if it's not grounded in the vocals, um, and at times, at times he really does carry melody very beautifully, if a little kind of woozily and like vocally almost lazy in that, it's like really, really charming and rich voice, uh, then it's in kind of really rich, vibrant bass and it really interesting guitar lines as well um what what is the the second last track on the album um surf surf yeah that has a really beautiful instrumental outro that just to me feels like i i don't know if that outro was written before i i, I couldn't help but think that that uh, 
that the outro wasn't written, that that song was unfinished at the time of his death. And then the outro was kind of put in um, to finish off the song. And there was something really kind of moving about that. And yeah, it's just a lot of different instruments playing, playing around this one melodic idea in really, really interesting ways. You can definitely hear John Bryan all over that song in particular. He has such an amazing way with, um, with, how to get the best out of whatever ensemble you're working with even if it's just two guitars and vocal and drums or whatever but um yeah it's just it's such a bright hopeful record about somebody looking after themselves um so many amazing turns of phrase on it like from hand-me-downs I move carelessly that's why I'm always tripping I love that so much um and then great lines from good news which will just punch you in the stomach would be like can I get a break I wish that I could just get out my goddamn way what is there to say there ain't a better time than today but maybe I'll just lay down for a little yeah and it's I like, love that oh. line in the in good news is like uh I hate the feeling when you're high but you're underneath the ceiling uh-huh. it's like you know you're supposed to be the idea of being high is like you're carefree and you're like but you're still trapped yeah like so you can't yeah. escape a bit and it's just a really like interesting and uh, evocative way of of thinking about how people self-medicate and yeah. then maybe don't get what they want out of it I, I just I think there's such intelligence in the lyrics like it's not only in the kind of rhyming schemes and the flows but it, it is those those big concepts that that he tackles about self-care and how difficult it can be when you're dealing with serious mental health issues and maybe addiction and I just I, he he found a really beautiful way of expressing it so that it doesn't like a, lo- a lot of times for me as somebody who like has and sometimes does struggle with mental health issues a lot of times when people express it through art or music I do tend to feel like there's a lot of I guess introspection without pep like there's no there's no just kind of well this is the way it is and you're just going to have to deal with it. And I think that that is here on this. And I found that really yeah, refreshing. And he's kind of going to, between the boat uh, in his yeah. lyrics as well. Like nothing sounds like a, nothing sounds final on it. It just, it, it feels like he says something really profound and interesting and deep and personal. And then he just says, well, but I mean, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. that's just the way it goes. In Blue World, he says, uh, hey, one of these days we'll all get by. Don't be afraid. Don't fall. The devil on my doorstep being so shady. Hum, don't trip. We go- We don't got to let him in. Don't trip. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's loads of those kind of sentiments on yeah. the album all the way through. Like, you feel like there's definitely an album about, you know, self-care, self-reflection, learning to cope and with your mental health. And, dist- and he's, he was striving forward, which is why it's, feels sadder just to look back and see what happened immediately afterwards he was learning to look after himself he was trying to pass those messages on to other people and that just there's a lyric in surf as well actually that is um yeah like let it go let it be we're all we need today yeah well sometimes i get lonely not when i'm alone but it's more when i'm standing in crowds that i'm feeling the most on my own Mm -hmm. i know somebody knows me i know somewhere there's home i'm starting to see that all i have to do is get up and go Right? Yeah, you're like, That's, ah, yeah. killer. Right? And, I, and I know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of artists um, kind of writing about self-care and that's 
great. And I don't mean this to diminish any of the work that they do. But if you take the kind of the self-care of, say, Lizzo, um, it is a completely different type to this. I think this is a lot more, um, it's it's less inspirational in an obvious way. This kind of more feels like diaristic in yeah. that way. It's like, you know, it's not perfection. It's mm. not sloganeering. It's not like a, a, a pep talk. no. No. But it's an attempt at trying to pass something on that it feels real. Yeah. And be like, look, yeah, like you're saying, it's not all good, mm. but we're like, doing li- our best. Like this album kind of makes me think about like more so the late night conversations that you might have with your friends over a drink when like serious topics come up and the the insight that you that you get into people's characters through that through that kind of ha- having to break down that barrier at first. Whereas you go into this album and there's no barrier. Like he's just, he's laying it all on the table, but he's not asking to be applauded for it or anything. He's lit. he's just sharing it because it's true and it's real and it might not be all, all okay. Like it, it wasn't in the end, but there's just, there's just so much hope on this. And I think that that's what really moved me so much about it was that he was, trying and not only was he trying personally he was trying to get other people to try too and that's just it's so huge it's such a huge thing there's a song on this called that's on me uh, which has a waltz time signature yeah it's like, lovely it kind of sounds carnival yeah um I like that. and one of the, the two lines uh stood out to me is i don't know where i've been lately but i've been all right i said good morning this morning and i'll say good night yeah it's like you know he's trying to be positive about these things and saying like you know you just got to get through it and mm. do it and do it and keep at it and, and there's there's simple lines as well. Yeah. There there are things that you can remember. And the music does stand out a lot as well. Uh, it does it is worth noting that the musicians uh, on this, including John Bryan, uh, the basses and guitars is uh, w- Wendy Melvoin, who played with Prince in uh, the Revolution, and Matt Chamberlain, who will be a, a session musician for a lot of different artists over the years, uh, Fiona Apple included, which makes sense. So obviously somebody that John Bryan worked with together, and actually the. Uh, third song on it is it blue world has a production uh from one half guy lawrence of disclosure wow yeah. there you go so uh surprising fit there and i think even john bryan and, and mac miller apparently the story goes there's a new york times article uh, about how they ended up working together um he went into john bryan went into his local guitar shop and the guy behind the counter was like uh, mac miller was in here and he was asking for the same guitar you bought because he said oh, he, wow. he saw you play it and he wanted whatever you had. Yeah. And so they kind of struck it off that. And he said, he said he never told him that. Mm. And actually, that's how he found out about him. But they wow. apparently hit it off. Uh, that's amazing. And he was, this was apparently going to be, there was going to be another album to come out as to this, which was all rap bangers. Mm-hmm. So that was obviously never recorded. So this is the last one. And it's hard not to, you know, look into those lyrics when maybe they weren't intended to be so final. Um, like there's a cover of uh, Arthur Lee's song, Everybody's Gotta Live. Mm. It's called Everybody on this. Um, you know, everybody's gotta live, every, uh, everybody's gotta die, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're just like, it's hard not to feel, ah. Uh, it is, it's, you know, imp- it's impossible extra weight into not, that. not to do that. But I think that, like, like I said, there's no music in a vacuum and if, I, I think when when you go into a posthumous release like like this, you you sort of just have to give yourself over to reading into the lyrics a little bit differently. Um, it's it's very, very hard to divorce yourself from the context. But it's also crucially, the album is not a drag. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't make you sad in like 
it's, yeah, I I didn't find myself sad listening to it. I just kind of it it was more just kind of a like, oh damn, why am I only really getting into this artist now? Like it's just such a shame, such a pity. But um, yeah, it's just it's I I think it's a really really great solid work. And you can tell that it was put together and produced at the end with such care and attention to a vision for it. Um, like the, there, there are tracks on it that sound like very, very, very different, but there is kind of that through line of, you know. There's a production through line for me here in terms for of sure. wanting how, how it all comes across. Yeah, there's a lot of bright moments, a lot of like the, the odd time you'll hear like maybe a little xylophone or just kind of really interesting guitars but it's it, they all work so well in in the kind of the narrative or the world of, of the album it's a, it's like a little snow globe or something it's just so self-contained and beautiful and it it captures a moment in time before bad things happen or after bad things happen it's just kind of it's a yeah it's a recording or a moment of stasis and I think this is something really beautiful about that yeah um I did send you a a, a link to a podcast that I love called Switch on Pop which did a, a feature on uh, good news and I think it's worth listening to for anyone it's their latest episode that's out this week um anyone who's like I've been thinking a lot about like thinking and how we uh listening and how we listen to music and how we don't really listen that deeply because there's so much of it and I'm guilty of it as well and it was really interesting to have a musicologist break down even like you know the saying the the way in which he why it might sound a bit mumbly at times or mm. like a bit uh, laconic it's it's kind of it's totally intentional yeah and it's interesting to dismiss artists you can dismiss artists based on a style but if they employ it and clearly like the way they break down that song and talk about it you're like all of these choices are intentional yeah and yeah you know just really interesting and you're like gives you just a deeper appreciation for that kind of stuff and you're yeah because like, you're like the song is this song is great and that's brilliant but like then you can hear just little extra touches and you're like they were really thinking about everything. Yeah, you know? and that's I, like, I I thought their their discussion about the the harmonic structure of good news was was really interesting. Like diving into or like getting into why he might use a diminished chord here and why he might switch to a minor chord here, why he might modulate. Um, and I definitely think that this album invites that level of. I mean, it's it's likely the John Bryan touch there, who is a, a, a genius. Um, when it comes to especially like harmonics and and just kind of but also how, I mean don't knock Wendy from uh, the revolution either. no no not at all you know, but like I, I seasoned I, players there as well you know? absolutely but I, I I mean more so in in terms of like getting like m making it so that uh, the harmonic elements of the songs are almost cinematic they're almost um. I think the album invites you to really look deeply into why chords are being used where they're being used and why instruments are being used where they're being used. I, I definitely do think that, that that long instrumental outro that I mentioned earlier is worth analysis of, of some kind because I think there's extremely interesting stuff being said in that um, with no lyrics obviously but like there's just such playful and brilliant ideas going on there that I definitely want to like I want to get my hands on like the 
sheet music of this album, do you know? But yeah, it's, I think it's a, a great album, as in like, it is probably his great album. Um, it's a shame he never got to hear it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's something, isn't it? Like, well, but, yeah, he never actually got to hear it. But I think, I think this record will probably mean a lot to a lot of people. Um, and isn't that the point? Yeah. So absolutely. Mm. Okay, we'll finish uh, this album segment with a, another bit from the opening track, which is called "Circles" uh, from Mac Miller. Trust me, I've tried I'd stand up right at the start of the line Drawing circles mm-hmm. Well, I drink my whiskey You sip your wine Worth the world sitting watching the world falling down is the climb I can keep you safe, I can keep you safe mm. Do not be afraid, do not be afraid That is Mac Miller, album is called Circles Do check it out, which comes highly recommended from us um, like I said, a heartbreaker of an album, but uh, a very accomplished piece and something, uh, a really nice way in a way to finish your career, even if you never got a year. Um, sure. And uh, well done, John Bryan, for going back in and finishing it, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah so, Dre, we've had a long time since we talked about, um, you know, what's what, been going on, what's, what been, you, what's been consuming you. Um, so we probably both done a lot seen a lot yeah read a lot well i you i mean you missed my cats chat last week so i'm not going to do that again yeah i'm okay with that i listened to you i listened to the podcast mm. i don't want to see it now yeah don't <laughs> don't um yeah what have you been reading watching listening um reading wise i only have been i've probably read like 10 new yorkers that's all i've done mm-hmm. really I haven't read any books um i keep reading meaning to start normal people finally oh Just yeah you on have my desk to. Yeah, Have there was to. a trailer out for the show this Looks week. Looks very good. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm going. That's my next book, so that's one I'm going to oh, read. So okay. I literally had, I read all the New Yorkers that I had piled up from October to December mm. <laughs> in the last. Few I weeks. read Normal People in a day. Like yeah. you'll fly through it. I'm sure I will. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Other than that, um, I haven't really been listening to anything other than uh, well, over Christmas I didn't really listen to anything, which was great. Mm. It was nice to do that. Like, obviously, I listen to some stuff, but um, yeah, just old disco records and old stuff, really. Sure. For DJing, that was kind of my vibe for most of the start of January. And uh, now back into the swing of things, obviously. Um, in terms of TV stuff, we talked about Watchmen, and I went and completed it Yay! Uh, last week, and uh, I have to say, I really enjoyed it. Good. Uh, once I got my head around what was going on. And where it was all coming from, uh, I think it really does come to a head in the last three or four, especially that uh, fifth or sixth episode with the, the back in time nostalgia pa- oh, pills. Oh man, yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is stunning. And Regina King is brilliant in it. Like, like how do you imagine having her? She in deserves show? a lifetime achievement award, like right now. Yeah, she's she's stunning. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, it finishes it really on a... At the end, it really felt like it's a Damon Lindelof show mm. at the end of it. Apparently, he's not going to come back for season two. No, not, none of it's coming back, I don't At think. all? No. Oh, no, no, okay. No. Okay. I thought he was. I, I think back. none of it's coming back because he's not coming back. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Which is good. Fine. Leave it alone. I don't need any more. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool f- with that. absolutely fine with it. Nice uh, way to finish it as well. I thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah. If you like your out there sci-fi and comic stuff, you yeah. watch that. Yeah. Just maybe read the Wikipedia page for the comic first because um, yeah. you'll it, it can be hard to get into. It's better than the film. Oh my god! Well, the film I did not like. Well, see that I watched the film years ago, and it was like, it's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, I did not like the film. Yeah, so, no. um, well, I mean, all. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but no, didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, I think for that heft, reason, like, emotional heft in it as well. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, central yeah. performances are amazing as well. Yeah. Did you enjoy Jeremy Irons? Um, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought he was really, really great in it. He had the most fun yeah. of anybody playing Ozymandias. Like he just. You could tell he loved every single minute of it. And I I loved like his whole story with the kind of Adam and Eve characters on that planet. Like the two actors who played those two, I just thought were excellent. They were at times really, really funny. And then other times you're like, oh, babies. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was so, so great. Um, and Dr. Manhattan, I just thought his story and how they subverted that whole thing was just spot on it, it it was a real kind of it made sense for it to be a new adaptation or a new story being told given its 2019 release I yeah. think it found really interesting ways to kind of take that story and bring it bring it to now yeah I loved it yeah I thought yeah. it was great brilliant um I binge watch well I did I binge watch it yeah I watched the entire three seasons of the crown Funny oh, enough. did you finish The Crown? I watched all of it. Yeah, yeah. so you got to Olivia Coleman. I watched Was all of great? it. Yeah. Um, I did feel a bit jarring when it moved, though, at the same time. It didn't feel, because I, I was enjoying Claire Foy in it. Mm. And then you're like, oh, she's gone. Oh, <laughs> I haven't watched any of it. Yeah, so. um, it's it's a good show. I mean, it's probably why, I mean, I'm sure um, the uh, former Royals now, Probably mm. watching that show and going, hold on a second, Love why are we that. doing this? Yeah, they're allowed to watch TV <laughs> they're now. They're probably watching that going, uh, we should do that. Yeah. Uh, we, should, we should leave. Um, no, it is a good show. Um, you should watch the BBC production. I think I said this to you before Christmas, but you should watch the BBC production of War and Peace. Um, oh, yeah, you did, it's yeah. a, no, I, I don't think similar, but if you're on a crown buzz, you probably enjoy that. I think it's like eight episodes. I just found the crown really easy to watch, and also I liked. I love historical dramas and War and Peace, man. Like that's why it. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm into this. Mm. I feel like I'm learning something, even if it's not. And then I just loved going to uh, reading afterwards. It was like, what was the actual timeline of of all this stuff, and what mm. did they change? And so, like, you really felt informed about what actually happened. Sure, <laughs> you know? yeah, um, that was good. Any other TV stuff you watched? Um, so I just started season two of Mindhunter. Speaking of television shows that aren't going to come back, um, uh, I watched season one and enjoyed it, but I'm in sh- like assured that season two is really, really good. And I think oh. there's going to be some Manson stuff in it, which is I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah, literally just watched the first two episodes the other night. So we're getting into that. Um, 
I have been reading, I'm rereading Ten There's a Night by F. Scott Fitzgerald because I found it in the library and realized I hadn't read it since like the first year of my English degree and I had to read it like for class then mm. and I always said I'd come back to it because I really enjoyed it so I'm reading that. Um, what else am I watching? Um, that's kind of it really. Um, watching a lot of Taskmaster which is I think my favorite. Have you watched Taskmaster? I don't all? know what that is. <gasps> You've a journey ahead of you. Um, season, all se- season one of it is on uh, YouTube so you can watch it. It's a So it's like a comedy panel show that started off in the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, it's um, Alex Horn. Do you know of the the Horn section? Do you know his his um, show? No, I can't say. I like do. big, big kind of Edinburgh Fringe guy. Um, and they basically, but before the show, they get like they have five comedians, uh, like British comedians. And before the show, all the comedians complete a series of tasks. So the task might be. Um, like they might be given a, a wheelbarrow with a block, a huge block of ice in it, and it'll be like melt the, or get get rid of this block of ice fastest wins. So they they do it elsewhere, and then for the live shows, they come together and they watch all the stuff that they did. Okay. And a, as a format, it's incredible. The guests they have on are brilliant. Season one is great because Tim Key is on it. He's like one of my favorite people in the world, and Frank Skinner's on it as well, and they're both brilliant. But um. Yeah, as as those kind of comedy shows go, it's like my favorite, and it's very very underrated. So and it's perfect to just pop on in the background as well. Um, but that's it. I haven't really been watching. Uh, oh, I went to see. I went to the cinema today to see Little Women. Cool. Yeah, I went to uh, see it two weeks ago. Uh, I have never read the book or seen the other films. So oh, right. I was coming in blind. Um, okay. And I really enjoyed it. You liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I had never seen a Florence Pugh film before. And then I've seen three mm-hmm. uh, in, within two weeks of each other as I've been summer and uh, fighting with my family as well. Yes. So I've seen her in three films now. Yeah, um, she's great. I thought it was great. I thought she was brilliant in it. I thought, yeah, I just didn't really enjoy it. So her, her character got a, a much bigger um role in this one um and it it was different it, it is different to the book and the other ad- adaptations in that you're kind of you're thrown in in the middle of the story so that that back and forth timeline thing doesn't mm, exist it's basically yeah. it starts when they're young and then they grow up and then they yeah, get older so it kind of and felt like a more everyone gets married joe publishes the book <laughs> i was afraid of giving spoilers for like a 150 year old book there <laughs> but like if you haven't seen or read it you know the cop on um i absolutely hey, loved it i thought just visually it was so stunning the costuming was beautiful i really want to buy a waistcoat <laughs> like i see my spring look being very different to what i thought it was going to be but yeah, yeah i loved it i'm gonna try and watch all of the oscar best best pictures before the oscars come around so that's oh, another take off the list now Cool. Um, oh, well, something else I've been listening to. I listen to a lot of podcasts, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Slow Burn uh, season two, uh, well, season three, and the first two seasons of Slow Burn were actually about the Watergate scandal and the impeachment of Bill Clinton. But the third was about Tupac and the Notorious B.I.G. Oh, cool. And it's very good. And I would recommend listening to that. You um, recommended that podcast to me before and I then I forgot have, about yes. it. So um, and then the other one is called Mogul. Another uh, story, a music story based uh, podcast. Uh, season two is about uh, the two live crew and Miami bass. And I found that really interesting. Cool. Um, so I was really into that. And uh, 
Yeah, that's kind of it for me. Um, that's all I've been doing. Um, In terms of listening for me, I've literally just been listening to the <coughs> the choice like list. Of course. So now people know it. you are a judge. Yeah, yeah. Finally. I, said it, I said it last week. We can, we can. Uh, I, I mean, if nobody follows me on Twitter and they found out on the podcast last week, but um, yeah, it's like well, it's between now and then, it's just got to be you're just those ten to albums yeah, over yeah. and over and over again. Have you which, been listening much? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Have yeah. your just to generalize without giving anything away, like has any opinion changed or formed uh, based on there's, your recent listening post submitting your list? There's a couple of the albums that I've grown to like more and more. Um, yeah. There's no album I like less. Okay. And I went in completely unfamiliar with one album. Okay. Um, and so I spent a little bit of time with that at the start and I feel like I know it well enough now, but like, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh, I'm still just like, you how look. on earth are we going to pick one of these? It's insane. Yeah. Like, it could be one of those times where either you're out really early yeah. and you get to see some of the acts, or you'll get, you'll be like, like down at the last the minute. They're like, come yeah. on, we need to pick an act. I hope I get to see some of the acts. I, I really do. I mean, I've never seen. A lot of them live. I've never seen Junior Brother. I've never seen Lancome. Um, I've never seen Maya Sophia. Have you not? No, no. I always miss her gigs. There's always something going on. Um, yeah, well, there's loads of them I haven't seen. Jafaris. Like, I want to see everybody live. I'm not going to see everybody live, but I hope I get to catch a few of them anyway. Okay, well, that will be, what's the date again? March March 8th, 8th I think. Yeah, it's yeah. Thursday always. Yeah. Thursday, yeah. Choice Music Prize. I wish I could put a, a bet on it anymore, but nobody takes bets on it. So, Paddy Perver. <laughs> uh, there are other bookies available, but uh, they but, take bets on everything. Well, yeah, you can, yeah. You can bet on the weather. Into, I don't them. go into betting shops. Yeah, I Luke, do it online only. Luke said the same. Well, Luke I was, was like, like, nah, I, feel I don't gamble. I feel CD going in. I just like, yeah, I, I, I do it. It was online. Uh, when I get me. my waistcoat, I'll go. Oh no, well, I can't go in. <laughs> no, you can't. Go yeah, in. <laughs> I definitely can't go in. Uh, yes, but, <laughs> in disguise. Uh, yeah, no, I can't let you do that. Um, but that's it uh, for us this week. Um, we are going to finish uh, with a song from Cinema. Uh, that's C-Y-N-E-M-A uh, Reason being is because he has a song out uh, a week ago called uh, Radio Love Or two weeks ago called uh, Radio Love And um, we are, not or Nine is, presenting a cinema live show A headline show from Peter Fleming aka Cinema in Lost Lane on f- Friday, February 21st That'll be 11 o'clock kickoff and support from Spacer DJs. And uh, so that's on sale now at nighter9.eventbrite.com. So I thought, why don't we play cinema to play us out? Sounds so. like a perfectly good reason to me. Synergy. Synergy. Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> thank you for mentioning the Patreon last week. Like you said, you, I was so happy to hear how oh, happy you were about the mic stands that so currently in front of us. They're so beautiful. You, the listener, made that happen. You, d- oh, you did you. it. Well, Bula Boss listener. Uh, so yeah, very good. Um, do our patreon.com forward slash 909 if you want to uh, subscribe from a fiver a month or thereabouts. It is there for you. We're doing a a brand new playlist every week, at least two, at least one playlist every week. And then we do special ones and once offs and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, extra things, but uh, you know, you're helping us keep the site go as as well. And so thank you for that. So patreon.com for section nine and you will, you will. Um, Okay. Thanks. uh, Thanks, Dre. Thank you. Um, And uh, we'll finish with cinema and just say, fuck Fianna Fáil, fuck Fianna Gael. Yeah. Get out and vote. Do your thing. It's all going to be fine. 
Maybe. Maybe. Okay, this is cinema. Uh, bye. Bye. Just
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.